Hello, and welcome to another episode of RAN. We booked it today. We are talking about some of the most traumatic backstories yeah. that we've read that a character has gone through. Yeah. So, But before we get into the um, terrible things that have been done, um, go check out the Instagram. It's a lot happier over there than this episode's going to be. No, there's book reviews. I try and pop in on stories with my reading adventures or whatever. Yeah. It's just, it's a good time over there. Yeah. This episode, maybe not so much. <laughs> Alright, so we each have a couple characters yes. to talk about. Do you want to go first? Or... Um, you know what? You want me to go first? You go first. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Alright. Figure out who I'm gonna start with. It's a, it's a tough, uh, isn't it? Who do you talk about? Whose suffering do you talk about first? Right. Um. Let's see. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start with Augustus Waters from the Faulkner Stars by John Green. Um, <laughs> sad. <laughs> Both him and the main character, um, just going through it. Being a teenager with Oof. cancer, that's not fun. Um, so he, when we, when we first see him in the book, he has, you know, already survived cancer but has lost his one of his legs as a result um so obviously he's dealing with like these emotional and physical repercussions of his illness um and then he meets what is her what is her name Why am I don't ask me rose i've never read this please hey, hazel hazel okay. <laughs> Yeah, Hazel Grace, um, who also has cancer, and they meet at a cancer support group. Um, and they're so they're two teenagers. They end up falling in love. Um, and he uses his make a wish for her to take her to e Europe. <laughs> All this fun, all this fun stuff, just living their lives. And then he gets cancer again. And the story basically ends with him dying from cancer. And Hazel Grace just has to live on and deal with that. So, like, this is kind of a twofer. <laughs> In a sad None of sad that was way. nice. John Green, what's your problem? No. For real. Yeah, so... <sighs> what a start. Yeah, what a start. I don't know, I don't think I have anything else um, to say. I guess I'll start with... Well not, well, not start, but I'll start mine off with one that maybe is not that bad compared to my others. I don't know, pretty bad. Um... <laughs> But Chauveau from The Continent, 
Shogo is a character who is portrayed as like just this angry old man, basically. Um, mm. And like hates the main character. Like, hates her. It hates everyone. He doesn't like anyone. <laughs> um, and at some point, the main character goes, What the heck is his problem? Basically, paraphrasing, of course. Um, and, it, and someone finally says, Well. We all know he's a bad person because he's a jerk to everyone, but like, he kind of, um, yeah, there's a so there was, there's a war that's been going on for a real long time, and mm-hmm. years ago, you know, when he was much younger, uh, he had a wife, and I'm sure he was much happier when he had his wife, but he left on a mission for a bit essentially like he was out at war and he came back Mm. and she was hanging from the ceiling and no one knows why like like it was it was clear that she did it herself but no one knows why she did it Oh my gosh. And like they're so like they kind of speculate like not not going deeply into it but they're like is it just because of the war or is it because she couldn't have kids? It's like gosh. Mm. I know. And it's like it's sad because he walked in and found her and like it Mm. had been a bit like a few, just a few days, but it wasn't good. No. So yeah, that's 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 Shobo. So he probably probably has PTSD. Oh, absolutely. On top of everything else. Yep. Yep. Alright, well my next one is Katniss Everdeen from Hunger Games. Look at that one. Who would have guessed? (laughs) I know, right? Um, so when we first meet Katniss, she is doing her best to like feed her family and just help them survive because they she lost her father in a mining accident um so like it's her job basically to be the main provider for her family um and this happened when she was young so like <laughs> You lose your dad, and then it's like, okay, here you go. Um, also, f- feed your mother and your sister. Um, then, her sister, who only has her name put in, like, the drawing for the Hunger Games. It's only in there once. Her sister gets picked. And Katniss volunteers to take her place, because... She loves her sister. Her sister's like 
13 or something. So, there's that. So then she has to go through the Hunger Games, which is, you know, something I've talked about quite a bit on the podcast. <laughs> and I, I'm, you know, it's pretty popular book. Um, but just to kill other kids and survive and not be killed herself. And then even when she is a survivor, has to play the politics of the capital and just get around President Snow and all his stuff. So fun, The most right? fun. And then... Right. And then... She still loses her sister! <laughs> Ugh. Still loses her sister. Goes through all this... She has PTSD in the end. And it ugh. It just is bad. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> Do you ever think about the authors that put the characters through this? They did this. It didn't have to be this way. Right. Right. It didn't have to be this way. It's not cool. But here we oh, are. Oh yes, here we are. Suffering. <sighs> so yeah. Um, I'm gonna do one that you know next. James Carstairs. Mm. Lovely, lovely oh. James. Um, otherwise known as Jem. I feel like you know it often gets forgotten. You know, everyone's thinking about Emma and Julian or. You know, the main characters from uh, the Immortal and Sh- Immortal? Mm-hmm. Mortal. The Mortal Instruments. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And even in the, the um, Infernal Devices, I think Jem's uh, backstory isn't very... It's not thought about too much. It's mentioned and then it kind of is passing because that story is more about uh, Tessa and Will's love. But Jem was taken hostage with his family in their institute and tortured. His family was tortured. They all, like, watched. He was forcibly made Mm. addictive to a demonic drug that slowly mm. kills him and his family had to watch and he had to watch his family watch him suffer which I'm sure wasn't fun to watch your parents oh. freak out over what's being done to you as a child and even after all that he was still addicted to the substance and so he w- would essentially is just slowly dying because he has to take it to live but without it, he'll die. So he's just taking this thing that will slowly kill him because it's slower to kill himself that way than to get off of it. And this, we can also talk about the fact that um, in order to prevent this dying process, he, well, first off, he took more of it than he should have because he wanted to spend a lot of time with Tessa because they had a thing at the time. 
which resulted in him dying faster. And then, when Tessa gets kidnapped and Will's away trying to go save her, that is when he essentially dies and becomes a silent brother because that's the only way to keep living is to like join the silent brothers and use their runes that prolong your life which cuts off his parabatai bond with will and makes it so he can't be around his friends anymore <laughs> So I just, I feel like, I feel like that it's, his backstory isn't dwelled on as much as it should be to fully take its impact. No. Jem's such a wonderful character, and he's so nice and kind, and everyone loves Jem. But gosh dang, the poor baby boy went through it. Literally. And like, it's just like you're saying, I was sitting here thinking, I've read the books. And I kind of forget what his backstory is. And then you walk me through it and I'm starting to remember it. And I'm like, yeah, no, why didn't, why, why was this not a focus of anything? <laughs> like, he went through so much, especially like the getting a- addicted, like being forced to be addicted to this drug that's going to slowly kill him. Mm-hmm. Messed up. I Why don't do know. It's just so sad. <laughs> it's like part of us really, really wants to talk about the things that hurt us, but then in order to do that, we have to relive I mean, being hurt. When when we talk about <laughs> scenes we like to reread, there were a few in there that were questionable to begin with, though. We should have known. Yeah, for both of us. Oh, I know. I know. Miss like so us feeding his zaps. <laughs> But I'm no better. I'm over here rereading the part where poor girl reads about her cancelled adoption. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Anyway, what you got next? What these books do to us? <laughs> well, um, in the same vein, I wanted to talk about Aww. Magnus Bane from the Mortal Instruments. <laughs> Slash other I was just thinking about him. <laughs> yeah, and I got a lot, so strap in. <laughs> um, so, we all know Magnus is a warlock. Um, and what comes with being a warlock is that he's immortal. Um, and being immortal um, means that He's he has lived a long time, um, and been through a lot <laughs> because of it. Um, family downstairs <laughs> is getting rowdy. <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, he he's lived a long time, and guess what? Not everyone else is like him, so they. They, they die, and he just has to watch all these people die. And a lot of them are, like, mortal friends or romantic partners. And he just watches them age and then pass away. 
And the other part of his immortality is he has experienced so much of history and has seen and fought in several wars. He's also influenced history, which is why I highly recommend his little book of short stories. Because that, that, it's hilarious. But also, you really get to know Magnus as, as a person when you read those stories. Um, and then kind of related to the immortality part is the heartbreak and relationships that he's been through. Um, so he's had several romantic um, partners over the centuries and some of them ended in heartbreaks and tragedy and um, one of the significant relationships being Camille Belcourt which is a vampire and that doesn't end well. It does not. <laughs> she didn't deserve Magnus. No. No. But now he's happy. So there's that. That's what I'm trying to remember. Is it, At least he's happy now, right? <laughs> yes, he's very happy now. He loves his yes. husband. Uh, and his husband and his kids. <laughs> Um, but also, being a warlock, he's also faced prejudice and discrimination from other people who are downworlders, so other supernatural beings. Um, but also the shadow hunters, who are who th who think they're in charge. Those silly shadow hunters, <laughs> and superior. They also think they're silly, superior. Silly. They got a silly. god complex. It was so silly. <laughs> so just having to navigate that on top of everything else he's just viewed with suspicion and also like feared because he's got magical powers and then he has a complex family too <laughs> not the complex family yeah um, particularly oh, his yeah. father you know strained and complicated there and his dad is um, you know this powerful greater demon and just there's so much conflict and Magnus really just wants to be independent from him so yeah very traumatic backstory but like I said I'm just trying to hold on to the fact that he's He's doing okay. okay. It's now. okay. <laughs> he's, he's, I feel like he's found his way. He did. He did. He got a husband and kids now. He'll be okay. We love it. Um. So yeah. <laughs> my my last uh, character is Kaz Brecker from Six of Crows. And. Yeah, so <clears throat> if you don't oh know gosh. what happens, this is honestly one of the most tragic backstories I've ever read. Um, mm -hmm. I I have not seen the second ep series uh, series second season of Shadow and Bone on Netflix. Uh, 
Um, however, mm-hmm. I have seen a video of Leigh Bardugo, the author. So, she's reacting to a certain scene. I don't know what the scene was. I haven't seen this the season. But she was talking about how she thought she was, you know, normal, normal, you know. She didn't think she was, like, one of those terrible authors that, you know, writes this poor, their poor characters into such terrible situations uh, until she was reacting to a scene where she was like, and there was a child actor, and this child was a very good actor, and it was crying, and he was crying, and I realized to myself, well, I'm a monster. And I remember reacting to that video like, and you just now realize? Because there's no way you write about Kaz Brecker's backstory. Wait a second, am I the problem? There is no way you write about Kaz Brecker's backstory without knowing. You might be the problem. For real. Because we take we take ourselves to Kirch. Little Kaz. Little Kaz. Just a baby, really. He's there with his older brother. And they're going to make it big. They're going to make it big in the big city of Kerch. Until they get swindled. And lose all their money. And then this lovely uh, epidemic happens. And Kaz's brother gets sick. And Kaz's brother dies. And I... Mm. I can't remember the exact circumstances as to how Kaz got on the boat with his brother. But Kaz was on the boat with his brother's dead body, piled around a bunch of other dead bodies, because they're taking the dead bodies and shipping them away. And, um... They think he's also dead, so he calls out. And no one hears him. And... Then in order to escape, like, being put on this island with all the dead bodies, essentially, he has to swim back to the main land. And he has to use his dead brother as a raft. No! I'm sorry. (laughs) She didn't know? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. What? No! And he cannot touch people anymore without gloves on because it reminds the feel of human flesh is a trigger now. Oh, gosh. And after that, he proceeds to grow up alone on the streets. Kirch is not a nice place. Let's just say this, this whole backstory created... The drama of him saying, I was born in the barrel. <laughs> like, like he, oh my gosh, he's a little bit dramatic with this certain line. I can't recall it, but it's, it's funny, but it's also like, boy, you, you act so bad. You can't even tell your crush you like her. <laughs> Get him. Get him. But also, like, uh, it's, it's real, it's real messed up. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
So yeah. Okay. Leigh Bardugo. Hun. <laughs> I know, right? Like, that's one of the worst backstories ever. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. Oh my lord. I don't know how she didn't know. I, when I saw that video and I was like, how did you not know? Like, you literally wrote Kaz Brecker's backstory. How did you not know? Yeah, that's... <laughs> so I decided to end on my worst one. Have a good day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um... But yeah, I don't know. Would you say if a character has a traumatic backstory, does that make you like, I guess, how does that impact you? The reader or the, oh, me as, as the reader? reader? Yeah. I understand why authors need to do it sometimes, but also I'm like, they could have lived a happy life. You could have, like, I, I always kind of find myself yearning for the books where, they don't have a tragic backstory, but they're still doing epic things. You know, like, Clara, you know, yeah. Clara's mom's a hot mess, but her dad, her dad's amazing. From Flower, Flower Heart? Oh my gosh, were you, were, you were also thinking yes. from Flower Heart too. <clears throat> oh my gosh, that's, a, that's a literally the example I was going to think of. I mean, Legendborn as well. <laughs> Bree's mom loved her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, why can't we let decent people have nice things, authors? Why Why do you do that? I just... I understand the tragic backstory. I often see it coming. You know, because, of course, it always is a character... It's it's something unmentioned. Like, oh, this character doesn't mention their parents. Can't wait to find out how they died later. It's never... <laughs> exactly. it's, it's never like Jesper. Where is his parents? They're off on a farm thinking he's going to college. When Jesper is not going to college. <laughs> <laughs> Jesper, <laughs> Jesper has a gambling addiction. It's never something like that. Never like, oh, my parents are just at home. But like, you know, it's never something like that. No. Yeah, I'd agree. I do agree. But I'm, fi I'm fine with the tragic backstory because sometimes... Like, 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 it just, it makes sense sometimes. But also, as I said, I was making fun of Kaz a little bit earlier because he's also really dramatic about, like, my yeah. mother's the barrel, <laughs> the sea birthed me, like, whatever, like, you know, like, <laughs> money is my god and I bow only to it. Like, he, he's that kind of dramatic. So, and he's not even the comic relief character. Normally, it's the comic relief character you find out has a terrible, tragic backstory. Oh my gosh, so true. Like, Jem. Honestly, Jem is one of those. Mm-hmm. Kenji. Mm. 
comedic relief. Oh my gosh. Sorry, it just hit me. I was like, Fitz? No, not Fitz. What's his name? Kife. Kife. Except his dramatic backstory happens in real time. <laughs> <For> <laughs> Ew. <laughs> not fun. But anyway. <laughs> Tune in next week for a happier episode. Yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all we got. Yeah, <laughs> don't girl. leave. There's an Instagram. It's happier over there. Don't leave. Don't leave. <laughs> There's book reviews where we don't talk about people dying most of the time. I, I, yeah, most of the time. <laughs> but, but as, as for, for now, now, we gotta book it. <laughs>